You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Podcast, part of the Big Team Podcast channel. I am your humble host. Once conducted the now completely dead Devin Funches hype train, rom-com aficionado said Christian McCaffrey would go a thousand a thousand before it was cool. Worshipper of Nikhil Harry and Damian Harris truther, the married one, Pete Rogers. And I am joined by all, as I tell my computer not to restart until tomorrow, the guys. We have DK Metcalf's number one admirer, doubter of Juju Smith-Schuster, proponent for a line of Jon Snow hair products. You heard it here first. Resident old man Clark Barnes. And a Sabbath girl. Proud father of Quentin Nelson, WNBA hot take machine, wine connoisseur, and the man who boldly said the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will make the playoffs this year, working girl Jordan Smith. And finally, the biggest 49ers fan you know, Arya Stark is a spirit animal. Don't take him to Vegas. The only man who hates Larry Fitzgerald and the fan of, fan of what scientists lovingly call, quote, facts, the ginger normal man, Nick Botifer. Guys, how are we doing today? Good. Unlike Aguilar. Oh! <laughs> that was possibly one of the greatest sports mildly related interviews of all time. That man is a, is a national hero on every level. <laughs> <laughs> I like felt that on a spiritual level because there's just a dire situation going on, but you just got to get those references off. You, when you have the opportunity to completely dig on Nelson Aguilar for dropping multiple game-winning t- games uh, catches throughout the last two games, and you're out here catching babies from a burning building, <laughs> got to use that <laughs> chance to make the ref and throw some shade at Nelson Aguilar. Also, what an absurd situation to like find yourself in. That like, so it was this guy, it was this building that was burning down in Philadelphia, it seems like, and he was walking by and like ran in to help and then saw the fire trucks and we ran outside and they were getting ladders up to help people down. And then this guy in the building just starts evidently chucking babies out for for him to catch. No idea what the scenario is, but like, what a world to be like, I am going to now be catching babies falling from a burning building. And then have the like wherewithal to be like, ah, unlike Nelson Aguilar. Also, how many babies are we talking about? Right. Like, it, it kind of sounded like they were just coming out one right. after another. And he's just like, like he's like, you know, those there. like videos where they uh, where they see how many punts players can catch from the jug machine, and they're like balancing yeah. like six or seven balls. That's that's the image I had in my head where this guy was just like balancing like seven babies, and like the eighth one's coming down. He's like, shit, how do I catch this? He just got his Nike gloves that make the uh, Philadelphia <laughs> Eagle on the palms. Just like, I'm ready. Let me catch these kids. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, that man That man should really be our fantasy MVP for the, uh, for the week. I thought that yeah, was works. a funny reference. There's, I thought that was actually, he, should, he should be the next uh, Invincible guy. Ooh. Starring Mark Wahlberg? 
As him. No, starring that guy, <laughs> catching babies. Just the, the, no, no, I want his two. story told by uh, starring Mark Wahlberg. Mark um, Wahlberg already bought the rights. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Clark. Hey, gang. I'm just enthralled by this Eddie Pinheiro piece that we've got on Monday Night Football tonight. I just, I'm... <laughs> I don't like to be mean to players and I like people to be successful, but I'm really looking forward to him missing several kicks tonight and getting cut. <laughs> Is anyone talking about their, the, the double doink game other than the people who are on television? I forget it routinely. I, I don't, I don't remember it all that that's, often. That's one of those beats that they just, every time the bears are playing, somebody has to say it once and it's like, okay, we get it. It's like the Philly special. And did you know Chris Hogan played lacrosse? And well, Russell Wilson was drafted in the MLB. All offseason, this has been a horrible theme of the Bears being total jerks to kickers. Yeah. Because one of their kicks was blocked and hit the uprights. So, I mean, I'm definitely done hearing about it, but I do understand why we're still talking about it. All right. Well, we got lots to cover on this today's episode. Uh, we're going to give our fantasy MVPs. We are going to, since we're three weeks in, we're going to start focusing on some trends that start to reveal themselves. And we're going to do a little buy low game, uh, hit the NFL news, talk about injuries. And then finally, of course, wrap up with some waiver wire, uh, waiver wire ads. So well, let's start with fantasy MVP week three, pretty much is in the book. Uh, Jordan, we'll start with you. Who was your MVP for uh, for week three? Um, I'm sorry if I'm stealing this from anybody because it's probably a pretty popular uh, bet here, but it's got to be Mike Evans, who uh, if you were bold enough to actually keep him in your starting lineup, because I know a lot of people, myself included, were starting to lose a little bit of faith in him, uh, but he bounced back in a big way and covered basically a good uh, – three games worth of points in one game by getting eight catches, 190 yards and three touchdowns. So uh, yeah, he single-handedly won people games this weekend. So I, I vote him for MVP. Yeah. We've got two votes for Mike Evans. Uh, everyone wants to hear about my fantasy team. Uh, <laughs> this week was one of those weeks where I absolutely smashed it and the team I was playing did as well. So the second Ooh. highest point score of the week lost largely because of Mike Evans's performance. So take that, Jessica. Oh, uh, suck it. More importantly, uh, Mike Evans was a tout of mine this offseason. Uh, amidst the Chris Godwin hype, I think we forgot that Mike Evans was incredibly good at football. And three, three weeks into the season, I was very worried about the staunch position that I'd taken on that. Yeah, but Mike Evans back in the top five at wide receiver. So Mike Evans. And- yeah. No, and Mike Evans, you 100% Clark nailed it, hit the nail on the head where I feel like a lot of people were, oh, Chris Godwin, new wide receiver one in Tampa Bay. It's like, y'all stupid. Let's not forget that Mike Evans is one of the top five receivers in the game right now, and you're going to uh, disrespect him like that. How dare you? So I was kind of going back and forth. I did not go with Evans, but what I'll say about him is this. I was going back and forth on whether I liked him in this week, and then I checked out the excellent work of Josh Hermsmeyer of EstablishTheRun.com. Um, the dude's been popping in the buy low air yards model over the last two weeks. Uh, you just have to trust that kind of intended usage. Air yards uh, is a measurement of uh, intended yards thrown, basically, if, if a receiver just catches the ball and, and, and gets tackled right there. 
that those are the air yards and it's it's counted whether or not the guy catches it or if it's an incompletion it's it's an awesome measurement of what they're trying to do with each player on the field um yeah so Mike Evans faithful got me a win this week but my uh my fantasy football MVP is Dalvin Cook uh Still. And, and I kind of, it is man I mean this guy was getting um he, he's the the running back one across all formats in fantasy scoring getting that kind of value as your second round pick is too much to ignore uh Mike Evans is going just you know in the same uh the same area as him and uh Although Mike Evans outscored him this week, Cook has been smashing it every week so far. Yeah, like Hal Rudolph, man. Come on. <laughs> the one <laughs> the one Falcon that we were, I mean Falcon, the one Viking we were all putting our money on, truly. Um yeah, no, and I'm I my uh I had Mike Evans as my fantasy MVP, but since you know 50% of the podcast had him too, I'll go Mark Ingram, who again, Mark Ingram was going as a RB three for the most part you know you could get him as your third running back in like the fifth or sixth round and he just put together a masterful performance against the uh against the Chiefs going for three touchdowns and uh and just basically being the only thing in that offense that was working uh, except for Lamar Jackson's like absurd bailout throws so uh so there you go there's your fantasy MVPs for week three shout out to Lamar Jackson and Austin Eckler who are currently in our 2019 uh, fantasy all pro list. And uh, I think Mike Evans and Dalvin cook will soon join them since it takes two votes currently to get yourself into the all pro list. I just, one thing on the Mark Ingram uh, situation, I just saw one tweet and I feel sorry that I can't remember who said it, but it was something along the lines of turns out the Mark Ingram role, largely dependent on Mark <laughs> yeah. Ingram. That was Matt Williams. Of, uh, oh, so of good. Com. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Nick. So such a good, such a good quote. Yeah. Spoiler alert. All right. Let's hit up some NFL news. Unfortunately, uh, the headline of the news is we have lost our first true fantasy star. Uh, Saquon Barkley sprained his ankle, high ankle sprain against the Buccaneers on Sunday and will be out four to eight weeks. Wayne Gallman is the RB two there like he's probably going to be their starter but Nicholas do you trust Gallman and what do you think of the Giants backfield moving forward man that's a tough one so I'm actually yeah so okay do I trust Wayne Gallman uh no but given that he is going to be going up against the Washington football team at home I think you do a lot worse if you are in need of running back help now the Giants uh schedule and well the giant schedule gets a little tougher uh, in the two following games, but for, for this week, yeah, I, I, I would be game to, uh, to pick up Gallman. If he is the, the projected starter, is there, if Paul Perkins is gone, is there anyone behind him that could, that could, I don't uh, think so. His role? I don't think so. I Elijah think this is, Penny is oh. listed as third. I damn Clark Burns pulling, well, pulling the depth chart out of your booty. I, I went to uh, <laughs> our labs and looked at the depth chart five minutes before the pod. So oh, totally. sure, 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 sure. Uh, I I think this is a situation where we see someone added and if it's someone who's maybe had some problems off the field, uh, but is talented, we'll look out for it. Uh, Or someone like Jay Ajayi, who I'm, I'm still really kept baffled why he's not on a team, but he's not on a team within three weeks into the season. So this one will be tough. I'll look out for who gets added and maybe get excited about that. I think Ajayi is still at the tail end of his ACL recovery. Yeah. 
but uh, but he would be he would be someone who I think could fit nicely. My biggest reservation about Wayne Gallman, like for the most part in an offense, when the number one running back or position player of any sport goes down, more or less the person behind them is the guy, right? You're confident doing, uh, confident grabbing him and thinking that you're not going to get the exact same, but like pretty reasonable production. We were all thinking that with Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. We were, you think that now with Alexander Madison and Dalvin Cook, if he ever goes down, um, but I just think that Saquon Barkley is too unique of a person and this Giants offense is not run like it's, it doesn't have such a uh, such a run strategy that you can plug anyone in there and they will have consistent success that uh, it's not like Wayne Gallman's going to be anything near Saquon Barkley. And so I don't think that you need to rush to add him. I think there are other running backs on the waiver wire, maybe who we will touch on later. <laughs> Stick around on the podcast who would provide much more value to you if you were a Saquon owner uh, than going and get Wayne Gallman. In my uh, uh, point of clarity, he uh, apparently, according to Reuters, who I did not know covered football, uh, he was cleared in, in late July. So maybe, maybe Jai will be signed. We, uh, we've seen this movie before with Wayne Gallman stepping in and being the starting running back for the New York Giants, but that is with Eli Manning as quarterback. I don't know what to expect out of this offense with Daniel Jones running the show. He may or may not be good. I know after one game, people want to anoint him as the next giant legend or whatever, but it, it's too hard to tell right now. But given my past experience with Wayne Gallman, I'm going to try to look elsewhere. Who, uh, Which Giants quarterback gets into the Hall of Fame? Eli Manning or Daniel Jones? I will log off of this podcast. <laughs> well, we already know that Eli's not getting into the Hall of Fame. Therefore, Daniel That's Jones the right still answer. has the better shot. Eli yeah. is absolutely going to be voted into the Hall of Fame, yeah. and no one else other than the voters are going to agree with it. But guys, I'm going he's to going to the Hall of Fame. Burn Canton to the ground. Pete, hit the breaking news button. Breaking news! Breaking news. Nelson Aguilar has invited that man to his home for dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's asking Twitter to help uh, put him in touch with the guy. He said, thank you for being a hero of the community. I'd like to have you and your family over That Twitter. is incredible. Wow. You know what, Elson Aguilar? Like, good on you. Way to have a sense of humor about it. Like, way to reach out to this guy and get him, invite him to dinner or to hang out with. I, you, I became a big Nelson Aguilar fan right now. Well done, sir. All right, let's move on in the news. Uh, another positional player that went down, T.Y. Hilton, he had left the game with a quad injury. Nothing seems conclusive yet as to, in terms of like how much time he'll miss. He'll likely still be day-to-day. He was day-to-day going into the Colts game um, and then re-injured his quad. This offense, though, is rolling with Jacoby Brissett. So, Clark, will this slow Jacoby down, or do we need to be buying some other Colts backup because this offense is just kind of that good? I think if you can get Paris Campbell for free, I would go get him. Uh, but I... <laughs> I kind of stopped paying attention to the Colts when Andrew Luck retired. So I feel silly saying, uh, or when you say they've been rolling right along, uh, have I missed something incredibly significant here? Well, they're what three and O and Jacoby Brissett has looked like a solid starting quarterback who is, you know, maybe a top 15 QB in the league right now. I, that's enough for me to be able to kind of buy their offense and, and think that someone could, could do something fantasy wise in there. 
division rivals, so I've written them off. That's completely. that's fair. No, They'll I understand. Never make it. I understand. No, they're they're a, a franchise that can burn in hell. <laughs> I'm I'm fairly certain. Well, actually, I'm just going to get all QB nerdy with this, but yeah, Brissett's been a QB too. Um, I I really don't know who to who's going to step in here, but I I would be very skeptical of uh, T.Y. Hilton playing a full complement of staffs this week. They're going yeah. against Oakland, and I think that's just going to be the Marlon Mack show. I got Marlon Mack as like the running back seven this week. I think he's getting like twenty five touches, and they're just going to try to close it out with him. Jordan. I don't know who number uh, I can't remember his name. I saw him score a couple of times on red zone. Number fourteen for the oh, Colts. Yeah, Pascal. Yeah, Zachary Pascal. Something like that. He might be worth a look if he's getting volume, but um, otherwise you might want to look towards like the the known quantities mm-hmm. in that offense who are going to be getting the ball, like a Marlon Mack or a Naheem Hines or something Maybe like a little that. tight end work. Maybe see an uptick in Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Pascal, he only had three targets, though, so be, be wary of, of fool's gold there. Um yeah, it, yeah, it might just end up being the tight ends. It looks like Ebron, Naheem Hines, and Jack Doyle all caught four behind T.Y. Hilton's third, or targeted four times behind T.Y. Hilton's 10. That's going to be so tough to replace him. Yeah. Well, it'll get spread around the offense. Basically, I think it's give it a week, especially if T.Y. Hilton doesn't play that much uh, against the Raiders because this could be an injury that kind of nags for a couple of weeks now. Um, and we'll see where that target distribution lies because I think this offense can provide fantasy relevance uh moving on to the last point of the news didn't turn out to be as major as it could have been julian edelman left the jets game with uh some rib injuries but that has come back all fine so he seems to be uh good to go but what is wrong is that james devlin patriots fullback and folk hero is now on ir so uh sell your sony michelle shares everywhere because the patriots are historically bad when they are try running without a fullback um, unless they're doing kind of some out of shotgun shit and they're not doing that with Sony. They're doing that with James white and uh, Rex sexy Rexy Burkhead, who has been looking very good. Um, so this is not a great sign for those who have Sony Michelle and think that he could bounce back from a, an abysmal 2.4 yards per carry to start the season. But uh, don't get your hopes up, buddy. They don't roster two fullbacks. They do, but James That's Devlin <laughs> is a, <laughs> Only Bill Belichick has two fullbacks on roster in today's football, uh, today day and age football. But we'll see how he's able to fill in. Um, but it will piss me off, though, because you can only bring two people back off of IR. And they have Isaiah Wynn, James Devlin, and Nikhil Harry. If, if James Devlin going on IR prevents Nikhil Harry from coming back in week eight, I am going to be furious. Oh, it's going to be Devlin over Nikhil Harry. Yeah, I, I second that. I know. And it's going to crush me. It's going to kill me. For real, though, me. you guys should, everybody should probably go pick up Rex Burkhead because he's soundly outplaying Sony Michelle and out touching him by quite a lot. By you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sexy Rexy coming back from the dead. Um, what is dead may never die. Amen. Also, it's going to be a really great game. Oh, and I again. Everybody. <laughs> Also, uh, the Patriots did the right thing and released Antonio Brown. So, brownie points for doing the right thing way too late and then getting pissy when people ask you about it. Good job, Belichick. Kobe Myers. Um, All right. We are going to now play Buy or Sell. Let's get get some good game show music going. And I will introduce the game. 
to peel back the onion curtain, this is always interesting and guarantees that I'll listen to the podcast because I want to hear what music Pete has selected for the thing. <laughs> it's time to play by ourselves. I am, of course, your host, Peter Rogers, emphasis on the D, winky face. Let's meet tonight's contestants. He hails from Wisconsin and likes to talk with rabbits about what grass tastes like. It's Jordan Smith. Hello. All those things are true. From Texas, he enjoys listening to the horns and shouting of evening commuters. It's Clark Barnes. Hey, Pete. And our final contestant, he thinks that we're all living in a simulation, and he's a fifth-level priest brought to the world to bathe people in the light of our computer overlords. It's Nick Potiford. Do you normally do these intros? This is blowing my mind. (laughs) Now, the rules are simple. I have five different statements that are true at this moment, and you three men will tell me if you are buying or selling them. To make things interesting, you three will be playing against me, the house. For every statement that you all unanimously agree on, you'll get a point. For those where only one of you disagrees, I get a point. The goal of this game is to see if Nick can form with a group. We shall see. Let's begin. All right. (laughs) Statement number one. Tell me if you are buying or selling this. Uh, Clark, we will start with you, and then we'll go around. Mark Ingram will rush for over 10 touchdowns this season. That's tough because we get excited early, and it's a long season, and running backs literally run into angry concrete walls every week. But I'm going to buy it. I'm buying because it definitely looks like he's the lead back there. And um, I I feel like he's going to be like the the consistent goal line option as well for for Baltimore. As long as Baltimore, you know, doesn't air it out too much. Yeah, man, he's already at five. (laughs) I'm absolutely (laughs) buying it. He only has to play like three more games to hit that. All right. Well, that's a point for you guys, our contestants. Well done. Way to coordinate your answers. Um, if there was a correct answer, which there's not, I won't say there is, that is the correct answer. I am 100% buying that Mark Ingram will rush for over 10 touchdowns. Not only is he already at five, but we have seen him thrive in this Ravens run first offense. He has looked, he has just like fit perfectly into it, hasn't lost a beat since, you know, age or changing offenses, whatever it is. He has just looked incredible. Um, and so I, I think it's a lock for him to finish with double digit touchdowns and, and probably lead the league, lead the NFL in touchdowns, especially since he's already there. He can put in another five in the next like six weeks and then get replaced uh, by Nick's favorite rookie running back, whose name I'm always blanking on. But he assures me, assures Justice Hill, assures me is going to replace Mark, Mark Ingram. Did y'all more you stream Monday Night Football on Yahoo on your phone now? Is that I'm learning something new tonight? Doesn't the NFL's broadcast is so bad that I hadn't cared for the first two? <laughs> the NFL app is is doesn't NFL app play everything or is it just play Sunday games? I know Game Pass does after the game starts. Right. But anyway, Mark Ingram. Woo! <laughs> Clark is focused. All right. <clears throat> Scores currently, contestants one, Pete zero. Statement number two, and we will start with Jordan, you this time, and then we'll go around the horn. 
Stefan Diggs is unstartable in fantasy going forward. Are you buying or selling? I'm selling because there are three positions in which you could start Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs. I'm not buying him as a number one wide receiver going forward. I just don't think the opportunities are going to be there unless something completely different changes with the Minnesota offense, which we've seen it can, because that's what happened last year. Um, but I, I think he's a pretty big boom player. So you've got to have him in your lineup somewhere if you drafted him. Clark. Can we all rely on Nick's answer? We'll just give Nick two answers on this one. <laughs> oh, come on, Clark. Have a definitive answer. Pete, props to you, man. These, these are these, – well, the last one was a gimme, but this is really good. Um, <laughs> well, the last one sucked, but, you know, this one yeah. is tough. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So is he unstartable? I, I will go with what Jordan said, and, and I will sell this idea. No, he is startable, but you he is startable as a matchup-based flex play, which is not what you drafted him as. And this is something that we talked ad nauseum uh, about through, through the preseason. This offense is um, donkey-brained. They want to do stupid things. And that's why you're seeing the greatest year from Dalvin Cook that we've ever seen. But they're they're letting their two receivers go to waste. It's fair. Except I would argue that when they have given the workload to Dalvin Cook and kept the football out of Kirk Cousins' hands, they're 2-0 and and look like a very unstoppable rushing attack. So I agree that you're not utilizing the weapons that you have on offense as well as they could be. Um, but they seemingly have found a recipe that has worked for them to start the season, and that is to mitigate the amount that uh, Kirk Cousins has to throw the football, which isn't always the best position to have when you're guaranteeing $8 million to your quarterback, but who am I to judge? Uh, Sometimes the lower probability variable occurs. Clark, do you have an answer now, or are you going to give me a point, or are you going to sell? Just in general, the the Kubiak-style offense features one wide receiver, and the second receiver is maddeningly inconsistent. We saw this with... uh, I had his name and lost it in Houston for forever. Uh, we're starting to see this in San Francisco. It's just not an offense where you're going to spread the ball around. And that's why Dalvin Cook is eating. So that's a sell? Yes. Damn it. To, uh, to, There's colluding here. To peel back the onion curtain and I have another nobody cares about my fantasy team segment. I did <laughs> actually ha- – I it's – to add on to the matchup-based um, area here for the Vikings wide receiver, I, I did bench Adam Thielen this week Ooh. for McCole Hardman Ooh. just because I thought that Ravens and Chiefs were going to be uh, just air raid. So I wasn't missing any points there, but I, I Chris Godwin should have been the one I, I benched <laughs> in that case. But regardless, I I wasn't like nervous about having Adam Thielen on the bench and he just happened to pop off this week. That doesn't mean that he's going to continue. Yeah. This Vikings, off. This Vikings, any Vikings passing, offense, right. This Vikings passing yeah. attack is not reliable. I would buy this. If I were playing this game, let the record show. I think Stefan Diggs is unstartable that I think that there are plenty of other options out there who are consistently getting you far more points. Um, and that you can do much better than having Stefan Diggs, which is, you know, not obviously what you want for him, but, 
it's uh, it's the reality that we all have to be faced with. So lowball Pete, if you have Stefan Diggs in any of your leagues, I will grab him. Trade him <laughs> willingly. Uh, good thing I didn't buy any shares in him because I'm smart. All right. <clears throat> Statement number three. Nicholas, we'll start with you. You should be panicking about the Browns offense, but stockpiling on Giants wide receivers. Are you buying or are you selling? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll buy that. Uh, that doesn't mean that I'm not starting Odell and Nick Chubb as wide receiver and running back. Yeah, one, you're just, you're just worried about it. You, you have a, but, it is okay to be very worried about the Browns offense, but you're also very yeah. intrigued by Daniel Jones and the Giants passing game now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Sterling Shepard was being used well downfield. Evan Ingram is just like a, a wide receiver one, basically. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm very intrigued by the, the Giants offense. And I'm very worried about John Dorsey being a football guy and, and blowing up the Cleveland Browns offensive line. Yeah. Jordan, are you buying or are you selling? I'm buying because... I think uh, I saw a, a tweet today in regards to Freddie Kitchens. He said something about he's going to shoulder the blame for not giving Todd Monken the play calling duties. Like, sure, you might as well handicap yourself with the offense and not let Todd Monken do his thing. And I think on the giant side, I'm not 100% sold on Daniel Jones just yet, but if for whatever reason, you can go out there and maybe sneak Golden Tate onto your roster. He's still not back yet, and maybe that's a a good little uh, a pickup that people are, are like forgetting about him at this point. But I'm sure, you know, maybe somebody drafted him, put him on their bench. But yeah, fine. The the the, the tweet I think you're talking about. Uh, it was a local Cleveland reporter. I can't remember who it was, but what what he said was that Fred, Freddie Kitchens declared he's not even considering giving play calling duties to Todd Monken, which is a not a good sign. Bad move. Yeah. Yeah. Not a good sign for Browns. Uh, Clark, this is the chance for me to get a point. Are you buying or are you selling? I'm selling. Uh, it's a long season. Browns have a lot of talent and may need a little time to figure it out. Uh, one of the popular counter tropes of the offseason was, hey, we might not want to crown the Browns as the absolute best team in the NFL just yet. They're going to have to sort some things out. And we may be seeing that. I think Daniel Jones is functional, uh, but we always run the risk of new quarterback three games into the season is exposed as a total fraud. So let's just hang on uh, and not get excited about what happened last week too much. Uh, we have to see how this plays out and so my fantasy advice would just be to just just hold i'm not interested in the giants and i'm i still think obj is good so always so, trust clark, clark is, to be this to be the even keeled no one freak out no one worry and get me a point i'm back in the game that's the thing. he clark you're pivoting from going okay everybody you whippersnappers let's not get too excited about the browns to whoa don't get more excited about the giants the giants garbage as long as I'm inconsistent, I feel like I'm doing my job. <laughs> that's, that's, that's on brand. That's on brand. All right. Uh, before we go on to our next statement, let's take a quick ad break. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. 
Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, and now it's time to return to Buy or Sell. All right, statement number four. Clark, we'll come back to you here. Chris Carson will be replaced by Rashad Penny within the next three weeks as the Seahawks starting running back. Buy or sell. 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 Emphatic. With (laughs) no dialogue. (laughs) There's no no facts to back up my sell, but I am selling. Damn it. Nicholas, buy or sell. Uh, um, I'm... What was it that he's going to be replaced? I'm selling that. Yeah. Um, after the game, Pete Carroll went basically just went, yeah, no, I love Chris Carson and we believe in him. He's, he's still the guy. Rashad Penny's not a good running back. And I mean, he, he looks good. I'm not going to say touchdown. anything. I'm not, I don't want to sway any opinions. Jordan, buy okay. or sell. Uh, I am selling um, not as emphatically because I'm a little bit worried about just the fumbles as a fantasy issue, but I still think he's going to be the starting running back Um, to kind of piggyback off of what Nick just said about Pete Carroll. uh, I just got an update, like literally minutes before we started the podcast that uh, Pete Carroll said, because we do believe in him and we're going to continue show to show him that um, when he addressed the three fumbles in as many games. So I, I feel like the Seahawks are one of those teams that tells you exactly what they're going to do. And they're not, they're not playing around. They're showing you exactly who they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fair. My, my worry is, is simply that uh, he's fumbled in three times in three games. They've all been costly fumbles. If he continues to have ball security problems, then they're going to have to bench him, right? You can't keep playing a guy who's just can't hold on to the football. So I think he's got one more fumble in him before Pete Carroll's like, okay, you, we can't keep putting ourselves in, you know, behind the eight ball because Chris Carson can't hold on to the football. <laughs> so, Pete, what I will say is it was rainy day out here in the Pacific Northwest on Sunday. Like, when is it not, rainy. Nicholas? And well, it's not <laughs> for their next. Oh my God, I just lost the the schedule here. Um, they're going, they're going to Arizona, and then. Then they then they get the Rams, so then they're going to Cleveland. Um, I mean, it, obviously they're not going to get anything next week when he's he's probably if he fumbles in the very dry air of the indoor Cardinal Stadium, then yeah, then then we have a problem. But I don't think I don't think that's happening. You well, sometimes uh, all that dry air can cause cracking and skin problems. So hopefully the training staff is on top of that. Yeah, there you go. There are many ways to fumble a football, Nicholas. Dry, cracked skin. A way above wet football. Let me just say. Okay. Let me be on the first to tell you. One. Well, first, first to tell you. Well, all right. Well, you guys have beaten me in this game, so I can't come back and win, which is dumb. 
but I'm going to make it, I'm going to cheat because I'm the house. I'm making it six questions now <laughs> so that I can come back if I can find disagreements. Um, mainly because I had six and I like all six. So we're going to go through these quickly though. Statement number five. That's what we're at. Statement number five. Jordan, we'll start with you. Philip Dorsett is a top 15 fantasy receiver this year. Buy or sell. Let the record show he is currently wide receiver 13. Mm, in that case, I'll sell. I, I think that there are there are 15 other better wide receivers than Philip Dorsett. And while he's number 13 right now, I, I think that um I think that he'll regret regress more back to the norm. Like I'm trying to think of it in terms of like ADP. I don't think Philip Dorsett was drafted by anybody in the first three rounds, unless you're a big Patriots fan. So I will sell on Philip Dorsett remaining in the top 15. Clark, buy or sell? I'm going to sell. Top 15 is aggressive. Nicholas? I'm flabbergasted. This is even a question. It's absolutely. Because you're definitely buying, right? That's what you said. Nick, wow, I'm back in the game. (laughs) (laughs) If I had said top 20, would, would more people have bought that? No. He also has to be like the top receiver on his team. But he has maybe... been. He's been the the main thing is, is that he has been the number one touchdown getter in the Patriots offense. And that with Julian Edelman banged up with no Antonio Brown, thank the Lord, with Sony Michelle doing absolutely nothing and their tight ends not being existing, like Philip Dorsett is going to consistently have a role. He's going to consistently see those like three to five targets deep every game and teams just seemingly forget about him with some regularity. And so he's bound to bust off each game, like one 40 yard play that could be a touchdown. It could be not. I wouldn't be surprised if Philip Dorsett has like, I don't know, eight touchdowns this year. Is that crazy? Am I crazy? Let me see what Philip Dorsett stats were last year. Look, let me know when the Patriots play a real defense, and then we can have this conversation. <laughs> well, that's that's Buffalo. Yeah. They get they get Buffalo this week. You're kind, Jordan. Yeah, I was going to we'll say see. a real team. You said defense. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, shit, yeah. I mean, they don't have to. They, you know, they play in the AFC East. Is he, no, he he he's not going to finish as a as a top fifteen. He's not going to finish as a top twenty. Uh, if he if he manages to finish as a wide receiver three, if he's between twenty five and 36 i will be very impressed with him okay well there you go Phil. there's your goal uh, to make you feel better pete i would prefer to buy josh gordon and julian edelman edelman both finishing in the top 15 over mm. philip dorsett being there. yeah i was just i just want to i want to hype up philip dorsett he he's been really good to start the season and i love hyping up failed colts draft picks clark that then go to an offense where they know what to do with them and they uh, suddenly look good for the record pete Liking you as a wide receiver has been an absolute death knell this year. <laughs> yeah, this is true. I uh, I have not been great when it comes to my fandom uh, producing good wide receiver seasons so far. I don't want to start this year. I don't want to linger on uh, Philip Dorsett for too long, but I believe it was our good pal Danny Kelly who kind of made the note, or maybe he just said it and he's relaying it from somebody else. I've Sorry if I'm not crediting you correctly, but he said something along the lines of, if you notice the receivers that are having the fastest start to the football season are just like the burners, the ones that you just send directly down the field or across the middle um, on some drag routes. Because if your offense isn't like fully 
where you want it to be just based on the limited amount of practice time. Like you just get it in the hands of your fastest football players yeah. and make it a track meet. So yeah, that was DK. Uh, he's just one of those guys. Shout out to a yeah. fan, fan and DK friend of the podcast, Daniel Kelly, Danny Kelly, friend of the podcast. Thank you. Shout out to uh, that. We know famous people. All right. Final statement for the game. I can't win no matter how many statements I make. I tried to cheat. Couldn't do it, but this is a good one. Last one. Uh, Nick, we'll start with you. Buy or sell. Every Chiefs receiver is matchup proof and a must start for the rest of the season. <laughs> oh, my God. Show that's me where the lie is, one. Nick. Yeah, that's a fun one. Okay. All right. So is every Chiefs receiver. Can, can we specify um, like in three wide sets? No, just every Chiefs receiver. Miko Hardman, uh, Demarius, Demarcus, Demarcus Robinson. Demarcus Robinson. Uh, you have Tyree Kill if he, Watkins, when he comes Tyree back. Kill. Sammy Watkins and uh, and and I'll throw Travis Kelsey in there, but Travis Kelsey, not nah, ignore that. I'm saying wide receivers. Can we qualify Are it they, as starters? You. No, that's what I just tried, and he rejected it. Like you will mm, play them. You cannot time. take them out of your starting lineup. Um, Do not I'm bench these guys. Yeah, I'm briefly just perusing their their uh, their schedule. Um, no, no, I'm going to sell that. You, you you are going to be able to take some of these guys out of your lineups. Um, but the fact that I think all of us are going to have to at least momentarily consider this one speaks to to how awesome all of these guys are as fantasy options. Clark, buy or sell? I'm going to take the spirit of what you're trying to say and buy it. Yes, the Chiefs. Rocking and rolling. We were talking about this in our internal communications tool today. Uh, someone said, oh, Pat Mahomes is really good. And I said, hey, wait, wait, wait. Remember, Pat Mahomes can't be good this year because he was so good last year. No, it turns <laughs> out he's very good playing for Andy Reid. And I think we're going to see uh, another amazing season. And so that creates a big pie for all these guys playing with Pat Mahomes. So, yeah, I'll take the spirit of what you're saying and I will buy it. You, I'm going to force you to adhere to. I'm not talking about the seventh string uh, <laughs> kick return. <laughs> yes, no, that's I'm not referencing that. Jordan, buy or sell? Uh, yeah, I fully get what you mean, but I'm going to sell on a semantics standpoint. I think <laughs> you guys like, are the worst, Clark. I love the, you. You too. <laughs> the top three receivers for the Chiefs are starts, but the person who is kind of uh, you know, maybe coming in relief, who's getting a, you know, less snaps in the game is not a start. Like, I mean, I definitely in, in when Tyree Kill is out, you start Sammy Watkins, Mecole Hardman, and Demarcus Robinson. You don't, you know, try to juggle which one is which. If you have one of them, I'm putting them in my lineup because they're they're pretty big. Uh, they have high ceilings in that case. You know, I I almost think that out of all these guys, Sammy Watkins is the guy that you sit. Oh. He's drawing so much coverage. He's drawing so much attention that Robinson and, and Hardman are just running free for bombs every game. Yeah. Sammy like Watkins. soundly up producing him. Sammy Watkins is the play for PPR because he's just the more targeted receiver. Um, and he's going to get the, but like, you're right. Miko Hardman and, and, uh, and Demarcus Robinson. They're the big play guys. Demarcus That's Robinson a had a call. filthy catch in the red zone against the uh, Ravens. That was fun. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, going towards the 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 um, the boundary there. Um, but yeah, you, you are right. He's got Sammy Watkins has eleven, thirteen, and eight targets through three games, which is awesome usage in in the Chiefs' offense. Um, 
uh, just quick, quick uh, follow-up question here. Are, who are you guys higher on, Nicole Hardman or uh, Demarcus Robinson? Currently, I feel like I'm a little bit higher on Nicole Hardman because I think, based on what we saw on Sunday, they might want to do some some fun stuff with him. He might be like the guy that gets some rushing yards and uh, like a, a deep threat type of guy i'm, I'm I think, really good high on him yeah i think they're going to start using him more like tyree kill in that they're going to use screens with him reverses with him jet sweeps end around they're going to start running with him and then they're going to just rip massive bombs to him too i'm i pass i don't know <laughs> okay yeah no I'm, I'm i'm of the same mind i i did think that he was going to be able to just sort of elbow robinson out of the way but robinson i don't think is really going anywhere i, I, I do think that he he, he's got one more target through two weeks than Robinson does. Sorry, go ahead, Clark. They're both so electric, and Robinson has a year of eligibility, so it's just weighing uh, – or not a year of eligibility. He has a, a year more in the league, so it's just weighing the hot new rookie against right. the apparently incredibly also electric second-year man. And I just don't think that you really need to choose in the Chiefs' offense until Tyreek Hill comes back. I think both of these guys are definitely worth taking a shot on every week. I I think we just have to to examine it. Well, we're getting way too into the weeds here. Sorry about this. I just think it's it's worth examining just on weeks where they aren't playing the Raven secondary, which is just non-existent. You know, like they are just the matchup to 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 start but, your defense. But I just again. I just don't think that there is a secondary that can exist with the Chiefs until the AFC Championship game when they play the Patriots. Like that's the only secondary that's deep enough to run with. I really you're, hate that you're not just bragging on your team and that you're no, right. It's the truth. Well, de- 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 depending on how, how Vic Fangio gets the Broncos going in week seven, that could be a problem. Um, no. Minnesota and we've not. Okay. Well, anyway. We, we've, no, no, no. The Broncos do, have a, good, the Broncos do have a good secondary. They do have a good secondary. They just don't have a pass rush. And I think if you if you if Patrick Mahomes is reaching that level, of, if you can't get pressure on him immediately, he's just going to pick you apart. Okay. Let's finish this up, wrap it up, because we got a we got a hard stop. Uh, quickly, week four waiver wire ads. You got one person to add off waivers. Who are you getting? Quick and succinct. Jordan, we'll start with you. Um, I've been buying stock in dynasty leagues for this guy for a while. Uh, Preston Williams. I know he plays for the Dolphins. He's a rookie, but he's been averaging like nine points a game, and he's uh, he's he got like twelve targets the other day. Um, Miami is going to be consistently losing. So he's going to be consistently involved in the past game. And with um, some bi-week drama starting to stir up in a couple weeks, uh, even as early as next week, he might be just worth a flyer for Boomer Bust to kind of keep you treading water at a certain spot if you need it. Yep. I agree with that. Uh, We talked about the guy who I think you should go add off waivers. He's available and he's only owned in 37% of Yahoo leagues. Golden Tate, even if you don't trust Daniel Jones to be as great as he looked uh, in his first start, he is a better quarterback than Eli Manning. And that passing attack is going to look better and be better under his tutelage and under his leadership. Um, And Golden Tate is going to come in and be... If not the number number one receiver, he's going to be the one B receiver in that offense. And I think we all forget how good Golden Tate can be. And I think he's going to look it and be it uh, in New York this year. Nicholas, who are you adding off waivers? Danny Dimes. We talked about on the podcast <laughs> last week. I, I Daniel Jones for those not in the uh, fantasy 
obsessive pool. Um, yeah, we talked about him on the podcast. We talked about him on the the rundown, both in, both in the video and in the notes. Um, his his floor is made of rushing points, and we love that for our uh, early, mid, late season quarterback pickups. Look at Josh Allen last year. His upcoming games, the next four games, are Washington, Minnesota, at New England, and Arizona. Washington and Arizona, those are phenomenal matchups that he can absolutely smash. I have him this week as the quarterback 10. Um, Minnesota and, Eng- and New England are both going to be much more difficult, but hard matchups. Uh, the, you know, If you can get a, a rushing quarterback scrambling, that's real, real good for your box score. So if you are at all in need of a quarterback, Daniel Jones is – the real deal for fantasy purposes, at least. And you should go at him. Mm-hmm. Clark, wrap us up. Who are you adding off waivers? So I'm going to play the game the way I want to play the game and pivot <laughs> and use this time to say you should not go and spend all of your fab on Wayne Gallman. Uh, rushing quarterbacks really help running backs. And so this, I, I do admit there's some opportunity for me to look really stupid here, but I think people may overreact. Uh, and spend way too much. I would price and force at 10% on Gallman, and that is the highest I would go. I would not blow a top six waiver priority on Gallman. I'll just wait. Yep. I fully endorse that message. I agree. Boom. All right. Well, make sure to subscribe to the Fake Teams podcast channel on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us five stars uh, and a nice review, because why not? We're nice people. You're nice people. Let's do it. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at RB1 Podcast. Follow myself at Pete M. Rogers. Follow Clark at NFL Clark. Jordan at Jordan underscore Smith 27. And Nicolas at Ginger underscore underscore Nick without a K. We will be back at you guys on Thursday to talk week four starts and sits. Until then. Peace.